0: Welcome to the Climate Brides podcast, where we try to untie the knots between climate change and child marriage. My name is Ritika Revati Subramanian and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with survivors, frontline workers, activists, journalists and researchers in and from South Asia to unpack the everyday lives and resistances of young communities braving some of the biggest challenges of the 21st century. Subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts. The Climate Brides Podcast is supported by the University of Cambridge Public Engagement Starter Fund 2021. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to our website, where we have full transcripts of the episode, a specially curated reading list, climate models and infographics. Until then, follow the Climate Brides page on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to stay tuned and stay updated. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Climate Brides podcast. Today, we have with us Mr. Sayed Aminul hawk from Coos Foundation in Bangladesh. The foundation works extensively across 14 marginalized and ecologically vulnerable districts of the country, including Bola, which is the largest island of Bangladesh. With microfinance at its very core, the foundation provides support in access to education, health and assistance during disasters. Now, Bangladesh, as we all know, is considered to be the most vulnerable to climate change. It has been estimated that by 2050, one in every seven people in Bangladesh will be displaced by climate change. Specifically, with a projected 50 centimeter rise in sea level, Bangladesh may lose approximately 11% of its land by then and up to 18 million people may have to migrate because of sea level rise alone. The country also records one of the highest rates of early and forced marriages in the world. So let's find out more about the causes, connections, and challenges that lie ahead. Mr. Hawk, firstly, we're really happy to have you here with us today and are really looking forward to this conversation. And uh, to begin with, you know, could you tell us a bit more about the work that you do at coast Foundation?
1: Uh, thank you. Uh, basically, I am working with coast since 1919, and i have started my profession with the microfinance and then i have come with the policy advocacy in 2006. basically my advocacy field is the economic issues budget proper development services and tech justice and ifis and etc and now i have worked with the climate change so through this capacity i will talk with you
0: Sure, thank you. And, uh, you know, globally, they say that Bangladesh is probably the most vulnerable to climate change. What are some of the reasons that in your point of view or, you know, from your experience, actually exacerbate its vulnerability?
1: Yes, Bangladesh is almost uh, vulnerable uh, since the history. Uh, uh, First, it's a geographical location because it's situated the Ma bay of bengal as is the, the uh, geographical structure is make already vulnerable that's why climate change is ex- exacerbated and natural disaster is more li- frequently happen like cyclone all sort of slow and sudden onset uh disaster slow onset that means water uh salinity water logging and even drought. Droughting is also happening in the northern part of the and due to your uh, geographic location natural climate is frequently cyclone is happening every two years happening that's a, in all cases of vulnerability is exist and climate change of climate change impact so that bangladesh is always vulnerable and and it's a, it's globally ranked uh, five within the top 10 most vulnerable countries so we cannot uh, difference uh, which part of most vulnerable but yeah, we can say as are we are working in the coastal area the, uh, and it's the most vulnerable area due to frequent cyclone and salinity and and uh, water logging and there are also some river erosion happen in the coastal area and and government say that more than 50 million people are vulnerable those are living in the uh, extreme vulnerable zone in the coastline Separately, in the non-coastal areas, same vulnerable due to its uh, droughting effect and water scarcity. It, especially if you look the northern part of the Bangladesh, they are facing a, a little bit drought and also water crisis in agriculture and other sectors.
0: Right, you know, and exactly in that vein, um, cyclones remain a regular phenomenon in the Bay of Bengal. But climate change, as you know, we've been reading and seeing, is making the storms more devastating, pushing communities to the absolute brink. Now, in the past, say, 20 years alone, we've seen the grave impacts of cyclones uh, Amphan, Ayla, Yas, Fani, Siddhar, uh, among many others. Uh, you know, as someone who's been on the field, what are some of the immediate impacts of these big disasters?
1: So, you you know that big cyclone is happened in the Cedar, named Cedar into and 20- to 2007 but after that there are a lot of cyclone but this is uh this was also impact the local community especially first victim of those who are living in the small island and remote areas Sometimes they are they have losses all their uh livelihood options their home their agriculture uh, land extending crops and that's uh, this is the big losses uh, and even uh, the after the uh, cyclone they have to force to displace from their area for some time or permanently because if government relief is not su- sufficient i just give you example on the coastal area in during the cyclone isla in happened in 2009 this has made a huge damage of their livelihood options because embankment fully damaged and saline water ingression in their cropland and our standing crops fully damaged. After two thousand nine, still the embankment is, as it, as it is, damaged condition, and many people forcibly displaced and permanently displaced from the
0: year. So you know, drawing on what you're just saying, uh, we've also been reading about how it has been estimated that by twenty fifty. One in every seven people in Bangladesh will be displaced by climate change. Now, you know, what are some of the responses from the different stakeholders, including also from the government when it comes to climate displacement uh, policies?
1: One of the major uh, out uh, impact of the climate change is displacement. So displacement in coastal area is very high and people being displaced due to the disaster people being displaced due to the salinity people being displaced due to the river erosion in coastal so we are doing local policy advocacy national level policy advocacy and also international we are regular participating in cop and fighting to for a new protocol maybe but in fact we are not success but we are fighting internationally to have a new protocol or new treatment for displacement people also but nationally we are fighting for uh, displacement management policy and in 2018 government has drafted a policy for internally displacement climate induced displacement management and the uh, in next government will draft action plan and provide budget for the internal management of the management of the internal displacement issues apart we are fighting for uh, budgeting climate budget Government also uh, doing separate budget, general budget and climate budget. This budget is not allocated sufficiently for coastal in case of climate focus. So, this is the, our very uh, concern issue. We'll continue advocacy to increase budget allocation for climate adaptation function. So, this is our climate focus activities.
0: Right now, Really moving on to one of the main focus uh, areas of the podcast, which is the impact of the climate crisis on the lives of women and girls. So could you tell us a bit more on how disasters affect women and girls differently?
1: After cycle nor any disaster, uh, male person who is the lead of the family, they have mobilized other uh, other area for their employment, searching of food. On but women, elders, child, this group of people in, fact, in the trap. Because if we think about the women, while men go out for job, searching the job or food or others, women have to take the la- lead of the family in the disaster effect area. They are, There maybe their home is damaged, they have to repair it somehow or otherwise not. They have to care of their child. They have to care of the old days. They cannot go every year anywhere for such of food it is our society because government is not empowered them with economical others so that they, they we can this this women child and elders this group of people they are they are unable to move and they are trapped in the disaster affected area and suffering most most in fact of uh, food in her, in lack of proper rehabilitation in lack of health and hygiene, many other issues. Because government don't pro- provide sufficient support for uh, 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 survive the areas.
0: Right. And on that note, we've also been reading news reports on the rise in early and forced marriages in Bangladesh, you know, almost terming it an epidemic of child marriages that are been reported in the wake of increased and more frequent disasters. What have your field teams, who are working in these ecologically vulnerable hotspots, really seen, witnessing, and recording?
1: If you say that uh, child marriage is, in fact, higher since the long in Bangladesh, I think it's uh, after second of India. But why child marriage is higher in Bangladesh? This should be focused fast. My experience, I am not academic or I am researcher on these issues, but my experience, two things work as a co-factor: economic empowerment, that is poverty reduction, and education, that means gain knowledge and capacity and understanding. And lack of these two factor work co uh, co- as a ne- creating negative impact. So lack of these two factors is existing in Bangladesh. That's why that's why child marriage is higher. But how climate change is ag- exacerbated in the coastal area and others' area. Because climate change, what is the impact of climate change? Impact of climate change is the disaster. That is the main cause of damaging all sort of their livelihood options. Shelter, food, health, education, and further economic improvement activities. That's why it's further undermined of their capacity to lead the livelihood. This is the social problem we we can show. Poor people, uh, they feel burden about their children because they cannot continue their education, even they could not, unable to continue their health and other livelihood burden. So this is one. So by this, seeing the, by this phenomena, negative and suffering phenomena, some social problem is accelerate the child marriage issues because in our society, where people are living in very remote and small islands, some bested quarters, they so-called social leader who is getting money from the saddest people, intend to get marriage of the child, so offering financial incentive through the local leader to their family. and that's why Parents or or, or child parent, parents of their of the child they are motivated and they get, they give them get marriage so that's why child marriage is high so I can say poverty is a one of the main factor to the child marriage and climate change in such a way exacerbate the scenario this is one second area which we can give you example in our working area as we are working a very small island where 5000 family living there is a marriage called seasonal marriage what is the seasonal marriage a small area people are living on the fishing fisheries fisheries activities some rich men from the plain land or other area go to the small uh, uh, island during the fishing season and they offer a lump sum money to the family to get their uh, child marriage with a 4 month 6 month and one one year and in our society lack of education this is happening and this married child no way to go anywhere either education or either leading the new social life that, thus this child is become vulnerable socially economically and in vulnerable in terms of dignity because in the society they did not get proper dignity.
0: So, then what are the various exchanges in question? You know, is it mainly money in the form of dowry or are there other material gains as well?
1: Of course, it's money in our culture, money is the most one most factor, not other cycle or others, uh, cow, buffalo, gook, sagal, car. It's a direct money. You have to pay 100,000, you have to pay 200,000, sometimes depend on the family capacity.
0: Okay, uh, you know, and when you mentioned the significance of dowry in this exchange, uh, we wanted to understand more about the links between disasters and climate change on the one hand, and economic insecurity and poverty on the other, especially as the communities that you're working with depend heavily on agricultural lands and oceans for their livelihoods.
1: Uh, actually, we uh, we are working in the coastal area, so coastal area poverty is high. So we have a survey uh, on this issue. So uh, I think small islands, those are where living the poor people, their average income per month, not more than 3000 BDT, very poor amount per month income because their core core income source is the uh, paying day labor in the Richmond fishing boats. Fishing boats are going to the say, uh, sea, and uh, they are uh, they are paying day labor. And uh, for 15 days in a month or 16 days, how long they are stay in the sea? This is our day labor period. So if you can you know, average one 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 male one family. So if you average in the five at least uh, there are five to eight member per family. So if you call Calculated in average is not will be more than 3,000 to 4,000 per month. So this is one thing. So how is the climate change? You know, that the, when ca- disaster comes, so they will uh, lose everything. So this is will undermine their economic capacity. Not only uh, disaster, there is a regular climate change uh, impact, I can say you, high tide and low tide, because there is not embankment in the small islands. So low tide, uh, they, high tide is when calm, they are, uh, this uh, this uh, impact is damaging their standing crops. So this is one problem of the climate change. During the rainy season, flood is uh, uh, overflowing the small island and they have no income at this time.
0: Hmm, and uh, you earlier spoke about seasonal marriages where local fishing communities give their young daughters hand in marriage in exchange of a small pot of money or some form of material gains. Now, how does this arrangement really pan out on the ground? And are there any specific age regulations imposed by the government when it comes to marriage?
1: Because there is our marriage law, no female cannot get married before 18. And in case of male, it is 21. So we cannot say if someone looks, one child maybe 13 14 15 because this family is poor they so offer money through the so-called local social leader and they force them to get married of their child as they are vulnerable and they are fishing uh, they are uh, they are paying day labor in the fish boat that's why somehow they are forced to give their child marriage for the season and in exchange they are getting some money Otherwise, he cannot he cannot survive in the small island because he will suffer. He is harassed anyway. Way, but there is no government rules and regulation work properly, and government does not surveillance and monitor of the situation. So you can uh, uh, we can say it. So after thirteen, any stage of age, if they have a child, the seasonal marriage uh, is happen. In support of the so-called local vested leader.
0: Then, who are the particular stakeholders that you engage with on the ground? Who has you know real power at the end of the day to intervene or act?
1: Uh, especially is, uh, a small island where we are working, there are some uh, leader. Uh, we can say the local Indian political chairman. He is the uh, all and control the. Island for their own interest. They have control the lands. They help control the fishing activities, and they have some local hands. They are not formal and institutional or government rules maintain. And through this, they are control the uh, uh, all economic and social activities. So, if we focus on the women issue, child marriage and others. I think they are somehow hardly uh, engaged with the chairman. They are not interested with, but they, he, chairman, he is a big interest on economic issues. He control all the fishing activities. He control all the land and their agriculture activities.
0: Yeah?
1: But as the outsider come into the small area, small islands, here some vested quarter engaged with the child abuse. Made.
0: So I have uh, two final questions for you, focusing mainly on the lessons from the field and what we need to do in the time ahead. So first, uh, you've been working for over three decades in these vulnerable pockets. What are some key lessons for policymakers and government stakeholders on how communities understand climate change at the last mile? And what is in it for us to build our own understanding and response?
1: They have no academic experience on climate change. What are we, do? we are saying, in fact? But they think that temperature is rising, season change, water, water. Uh, sorry, crops patterning change and crop output is also changed. And they have faced the salinity because uh, we are working uh, before uh, 10 or 20 years ago, they did not feel such salinity. They have expressed their understanding such a way. And they they think that as the temperature is uh, rising, and also they have uh, 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 expressed their understanding to uh, increase the frequency, that means the uh, disaster is happening more than the like 10 years or 20 years ago, they have understanding. They have understanding the wind speed is high than la- la- before 20 years ago com- compression. Such a way they have tried to understand the disaster. Climate change. They don't say the academic word climate change. They have said that they, our 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 situation is changed. So um, we cannot survive. We, we cannot we cannot they are. I think you can understand Bangla a little bit. Good, good. we We cannot as. Temperature and situation change, so we cannot survive here. We have to go if government does support. So what's su- up of, of support they are expecting? In fact, they have if uh, their their first demand is the uh, construction of embankment. This is smaller and fully unprotected due to high tide because high tide is uh, raised comparing last 20 years before. So they they their expectation to construct an embankment around the island that will protect their land during high tide and crops will be bear. They also expect they are fishing, uh, uh, they are fishing uh, just price because they are getting fish but unable to sell with a proper price due to the lender, due to the landlord, due to the others. So they are expect such a government policy to survive and protect their livelihood.
0: Yeah, and finally, Even as twenty twenty will be remembered as the year the COVID nineteen pandemic hit us, it was also a year of extreme rainfall, flooding, and severe cyclones in Bangladesh. Child marriage in more ways than one became a cause and consequence of this very chain of disasters. Now what are some of your key reflections and what do you see as the way forward?
1: Because during pandemic uh, people uh poor people, especially if we look the small area, uh people lose their job. And uh, our government studies say that around 40% poverty increase in the coastal area. Governments don't have monitoring activities in the remote island area because we are working around uh, 14 small island not only Bola. Bola is a big island. But in the surrounding area there is a 50 or 70 small island, we are working three, four, forty, fourteen islands. But government do not go there monitoring. Their law, lo- lo- law and regulation is very weak because this is controlled by the local moneylender, local mahajan, and local up So here is child marriage is high. And while pandemic is stop their livelihood options, especially job and employment, they have uh, seen uh, uh, they have failed to relieve their burden through. Their child, if uh, they have a scope to get keep them married, Bangladesh the national level is that 52% as as per BBS study. BBS means means Bangladesh Bureau of Statistics. They have done a study and and there they have shown that child marriage rate is 52%. But some international NGO INGOs like uh, unicef and plan international they also conduct study they have called uh, treated 59% since last uh, 2 years still we are doing most of the national level advocacy and because we feel that without policy we cannot change anything in the ground level if we want to change it the macro level that means policy level then we can about the ground level so i think policy already draft action plan is going to be draft so we have to focus on the uh, local level that means work with with the local government who is the main stakeholder to in um, uh, development implementing the development issues uh, along with climate change displacement everything displacement management so we have to work work with the local government they are the key stakeholder first because we have to ensure transparency government is planning government is uh, uh, allocating money budget whatever it's small or big amount but in case of transparent use utilization of money local problem in case of climate change will be solved somehow so yeah. i think union, union purchase chairman is the first line stakeholder to work with on the child child and gender issues if they motivated many problems or the child issues will be solved.
0: Sure. So, you know, as you clearly point out, we do need to find ways to connect the very local realities and networks to more national level policy and discourse to steer any form of change. Uh, On that note, thank you very much, Mr. Hawk, for speaking with me. And here's also thanking you and your team back at Coase Foundation for the very important work that you'll have been doing over the years. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The Climate Brides podcast is supported by the University of Cambridge Public Engagement Starter Fund 2021. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to our website, where we have full transcripts of the episode, a specially curated reading list, climate models and infographics. Until then, subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Climate Brides page on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to stay tuned and stay updated.